Welcome again to the Business of Kush, the cannabis business podcast where your host Chip Schweiger, the Greenleaf CPA, and his guests talk about all the business side of the cannabis industry, including accounting, finance, investing, and news of the day. If you're a cannabis business owner, investor, or industry insider looking for the dopest tips to make more money, improve profits, and increase the value of your cannabis business, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Chip Schweiger. Hi, folks, and welcome to this week's episode of The Business of Kush, the podcast where you get one actionable tip each week to increase the value of your cannabis business. And I'll tell you what. I'm pumped that you're here. So if you're a new listener, a very warm welcome to when a short time has become one of the top cannabis business podcasts. So if you found yourself here for the first time, you're in good company. Actually feeling very fortunate this week, just found out that we've had several episodes in the past month or so that are in the top 50% of all podcast episodes, cannabis or otherwise. So it really feels like we're doing something right. And your feedback is saying the same thing. So we're going to keep going. We're going to keep talking about ways to grow your cannabis business, keep interviewing guests to bring you thought leadership, and keep trying to make a difference in the cannabis community. And if you are one of those regular subscribers, thanks for joining us again this week. I sincerely appreciate you. So once again, I'm your host, Chip Schweiger, the Greenleaf CPA. And just to set the table for the new listeners, I'm a 27-year veteran of public accounting and corporate finance, and I'm also the founder and managing member of a CPA firm that helps marijuana, hemp, and CBD businesses stay on the right side of tax, accounting, and finance, while also applying proven methodologies to help you grow your cannabis business. And I created this podcast with you in mind. So maybe you're a cannabis entrepreneur who wants to make more money or build a more valuable cannabis business. Or perhaps you're an investor and you're looking to keep your finger on the pulse of our industry. Well, I'll tell you, regardless of where you are in the cannabis community, or even if you're looking to get into the legal marijuana business, you're welcome here at the Business of Kush. And I truly hope that you find value in these weekly episodes. We built this thing for you. So how you feel about the topics we discuss and the episodes we record is very, very important. So this week we're recording in Albuquerque, live from the first ever Lucky Leaf Expo in the state of New Mexico. And it's really exciting around here. I'll tell you, I gave a talk yesterday to a group of budding cannabis and the expo floor is buzzing with excitement because recreational cannabis goes fully legal in New Mexico on April 1st. Right? Even the crowd loves it. So fun times here. Met so many great people and thought, you know what? Let's just record from here. So last week's episode, we talked about the three most common reasons why cannabis businesses fail and how to fix each of them. This week, we're going to take it in a slightly different, more positive direction, and we're going to talk about the four things you can do to turbocharge your cannabis business. Now, in full disclosure, last week, I had a little bit of a head cold, but I'm back in the game and feeling good thanks to a little help from my friend. So let's get to it. You know, to grow any enterprise, you must continually seek ways to turbocharge its engine. And cannabis businesses are no different. 
So you must develop strategies that will drive sales to an even higher level while ensuring that your growth and revenues translates into higher cash flow and profits. And we've talked before about more sales, but also having them be profitable sales. So our first tip to turbocharge your business is that you've got to increase revenues. And that the way to do that is to simply make more sales. Now, of course, one of the best ways to accomplish this particular objective is by expanding your customer base. But as we've talked about, it's not solely selling more stuff to the same customers, but rather also selling your same profitable stuff to more customers. So two tips here for you. One, sell more often to existing customers. In addition to expanding your customer base, you can also make more sales by selling more often to the same customer. Customer acquisition costs can be enormous. And once you've developed a customer, look for ways to increase the number of times you sell to them in any given period. In addition to increasing your sales revenues, these types of sales will also be more profitable. So maybe ask your sales team, how can we increase the frequency of purchases by our existing customers? Now, that may be slight volume discounts, or it may be staying front of mind if they have the option to buy from multiple vendors or multiple companies. The second tip here is to sell something else. So in addition to increasing the number of transactions per customer, you might also sell the customer additional products or services. Increasing revenues from your existing customer base in this way is yet another example of capitalizing on your original customer acquisition costs. So ask yourself, what else would someone who is purchasing my product or service be interested in buying? Now, the person coming into your dispensary to pick up some flour might also be interested in accessories such as custom pipes or branded clothing. So look for any opportunity to sell additional products to your existing customers and incentivize and reward your employees for doing so, which could translate into larger sales, even if it's just a few more dollars. But over time, they really add up. And as we've talked about before, keeping customers in your dispensary longer is always better. It's a proven that the more time they spend in your store, the more they buy. Okay, the number two way to turbocharge the growth of your cannabis business is to make more profitable sales. Now, so far, we've covered ways to increase gross sales revenues. But what is paramount and super important to any cannabis business is cash flow and profits. And we talked a little bit about this last week. So in addition to achieving this end by increasing gross sales revenues, You can reach the same goal by improving sales margins, that is by increasing net sales. So examine the profitability of each of your customers. You may find that it varies enormously. Some have a record of returning products more frequently or of not buying the profitable products. The size of the average purchase of each customer will vary. So too will some customers purchase more expensive products than others. Now, each of these variables affects the profitability of each sale. Also, determine the profitability of each product. Now, if you're offering more than one product or service, you may find that some are more profitable than others, and perhaps they have a higher margin based on current pricing, or maybe they are slower to turn over and eat up capital in carrying them as inventory. 
you can significantly increase the profitability of each sale by focusing on the sale of your most profitable products. Do you know the profitability of your individual customers and products? Well, this information can be a key in increasing your net revenues moving forward. And one of the best ways to do this is to capture that information. So every cannabis business is subject to some sort of seed-to-sale tracking system, and every dispensary, for example, has some sort of -of point-of-sale system. Just don't use that information because you have to or because you want to populate it into your accounting package. Rather, use those analytics to determine what are the most profitable products or services and focus on selling more of these. Now, we've already mentioned that the, an important consideration engaging the financial health and future prospects for any business is the cost of customer acquisition. So the next question for you is, do you know what yours is? Examine your sales process. Do you sell directly or through independent distributors? If you pay commissions, are your commission rates optimal? That is, are they high enough to attract good salespeople and yet low enough to be practical? Do you support your sales force or your independent distributors with excellent marketing collateral, such as brochures, catalogs, and social media and the like? What about your marketing costs? Do you maximize your return on your advertising and promotion expenditures? Do you have systems in place to accurately track your selling costs? If not, you may be enjoying strong growth in your gross top-line sales revenues, but not optimizing the profitability of each sale. So continually seek ways to increase your revenues, both gross revenues and net revenues. Remember, in the highly competitive environment in which we operate today, there is no such thing as standing still or maintaining the status quo. You're always moving. The only question is, are you moving forward or are you moving backward? And the prime determinant of your direction will be your ability to grow revenues and profits and capture and understand that data is the first step in doing so. Okay, the number three way to turbocharge things is to make customer satisfaction your top priority. Now, customers are the lifeblood of any cannabis business. And while any business will always have a certain amount of churn, your goal should be to hold on to as many customers for as long as possible. And that means keeping them happy. You should consistently underpromise and overdeliver. Further, you can't assume that customers are satisfied just because they keep coming back. There might be hidden frustrations with the products you offer or mounting dissatisfaction with some service that you provide. As soon as a competitor offers a better product or a better service, these customers might leave you. And your goal as a cannabis business owner should be to discover all of these issues before they become full-fledged. So recommit to customer service. When customers come knocking on your door, exceptional service will make them stay. And with the money to spend, every customer should feel like they are your only customer. So last week, I ordered some promotional materials to bring to this expo to hand out. And I wasn't quite sure whether I was going to get them printed up. So I called around to some of my friends and said, hey, I need the best printer in town that can provide me these products on the quickest basis. Got a number of a guy, called him up. He called me right back. I said, here's what I need. And the guy said, no problem. We'll get it to you. When do you need it? I said, three days later. So you know what? He had everything packaged up and ready for me in two days. So under-promised 
and over-delivered. And you know what? Of course, I went online and I told everybody I know. In fact, I even posted on their Facebook page. So listen carefully. And the reason I mention this is listen carefully and work hard to solve your customers' problems. While other companies may offer similar products or services, and there's lots of printers out there, believe me, you can make sure that your customer never forgets how you made them feel. And I'll never forget how this particular printing vendor made me feel, and I'll be a customer of theirs for a long, long time. All right, the fourth turbocharge is to make cash flow your top financial priority. And you probably heard me talk about this a lot of times. Conventional wisdom is that growing sales is the most important factor in growing any business. The reality, though, is that there is a financial metric even more important to the long-term health of your cannabis business, and that's cash flow. Cash is what keeps the lights on at night, and cash is what pays employee salaries, and cash is what pays you. And if your business has cash flow squeeze, it can have severe implications on your business. For example, what happens if your customers take 60 days to pay and your bills are due in 30 days? That sets up a potential cash flow squeeze as you struggle to find new sources of cash while waiting for customers to pay. Or what happens if you use up all of your free cash flow to purchase new inventory that nobody wants to buy? That might lead to a severe liquidity problem, and you don't want to be that business with a giant sign on your window that reads, going out of business, everything must go. So look after your cash and hoard it like it's gold because, well, it is. So there you have it, at least four ways to turbocharge your cannabis business. And you know what? They really do work. And if you don't believe me, just commit to doing all of these or some of these for six months, just six months, and then track the before and after. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at the results. Okay, so let's get to our last segment. And that's the one that we call News of the Day. News of the day. All right, a first news article comes from MJ Biz Daily, and the headline is California localities extend tax relief to marijuana companies in the absence of state action. So, this is a pretty interesting article, I think, and a pretty interesting development in the state of California. And it's really since state lawmakers have been slow to lower marijuana taxes. Local governments throughout California are now scrambling to grant tax relief to cannabis businesses. And the tax rollbacks by the cities and counties mainly reflect lobbying from industry organizations as well as local residents and businesses. And they're really arguing that the taxation at all levels of the supply chain is simultaneously choking out the cannabis company's ability to stay afloat while strengthening the illicit market. We've talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago, but this is really an interesting dynamic and something that, quite frankly, we talked about that was probably going to happen. And the rush to grant tax relief began a couple of years ago and has since really accelerated. So it encompasses a range of localities, including the cities of Desert Hot Springs in San Diego, as well as Humboldt and Sonoma counties. And it's really a statewide issue uh, that they're looking at. And all of this comes at a time against the backdrop of a historic bear market in California's wholesale cannabis prices, which plummeted last year 
in response to a supply glut. They're starting to come up a little bit. We talked about this last episode or maybe the episode before, uh, and the prices are really only recently begun to rebound. But these tax rollbacks also come amid accusations from operators and local lawmakers and industry insiders that the state really hasn't done enough to properly address tax reform, among the other ills, leading to what many are calling a crisis in California's cannabis industry. So marijuana license holders in California are subject to a state cultivation tax of $161 per pound, as well as a 15% excise tax, in addition to all the taxes that are leveled by city and county officials. So Governor Gavin Newsom has pledged tax reform, although he's been pretty light on the details. Four bills were introduced at the state level addressing cannabis taxation in the past few weeks, but this is really an opportunity for constituents who are screaming for relief, and the localities are not wanting any state tax changes, or not waiting, rather, for any state tax changes to kick in especially considering that such legislative actions won't probably take effect until 2023 at the earliest. So bravo to the to the municipalities and the cities for taking state tax uh, relief and taking tax relief in general uh, as a serious issue and looking to really help the cannabis companies in California. Stay tuned for more news on that, but I, I mention it only because it is a, I think, a positive impact and maybe what it does is force the state of California to get off their ass and start making sure that uh, that cannabis companies can compete with the gray markets, compete can compete with the illegal markets, and also can make a fair profit. All right, and our second article comes from let's see, Cannabis Business Times, and it's about South Dakota. So the headline is South Dakota Adult Use Bill Defeated. And it really looks like as 54%, over 54% of South Dakota voters are still waiting on their 2020 balance to sway public cannabis policy, state lawmakers have indicated that the adult use legalization just isn't high on their priority list. So the South Dakota House State Affairs Committee, the members of that committee voted 8-3 to on February 28th to delay consideration of... Senate Bill 3 uh, to actually March 29th. So one day after the state legislature's 2022 session ends. So that's kind of a crappy move, right? We're going to take this issue up one day after we're no longer in session. So that essentially kills the adult use legalization effort for all intended purposes. Now, this legislation, which passed the Senate actually via an 18 to 17 vote last week, aims to legalize up to one ounce of cannabis for people that are 21 and older. And so, look, although the bill is unlikely to progress in the House this year, there are advocacy groups in South Dakota, uh, one of them called the Better Marijuana Laws, South Dakota, I guess South Dakotans for Better Marijuana Laws, released a statement on social media that says they still believe that there's a chance. And the reason I mentioned this one is, There's only 70 members of the South Dakota House. Six Republicans and two Democrats sponsored this particular bill. 
So it's got some chance of being successful. It just may not be anytime soon. And until then, the group South Dakotans for Better Marijuana Laws said that they'll continue collecting signatures and continue advocating through the initiative process. So stay tuned in South Dakota. Hang in there, folks. Uh, It's coming. There's some movement. It's a little bit different than some of the other last remaining states that are not legal, either for recreational marijuana or for medical marijuana. But it looks like it's going to be a little bit longer term because in South Dakota, at least, it's easy to just kick the can down the road, apparently. Hey, quick question for you. Are you liking what you're hearing on the business of Kush? Well, if so, please consider dropping us a review on Apple or rating us on Spotify. Now, both platforms make it super easy to do. And in fact, with Spotify, you just click the number of stars you want and you're done. Easy peasy. Now, the reason I mention this is positive reviews are nice. Love to have them and love to read them on air. But what they really do is help get this podcast in front of more listeners in our community. So feel free to rate and review away and feel free to share this with others who you think would enjoy it. And also let us know what you're thinking. And you can do that at our website at bizofkush.com. Now, if you do go there, you'll see that we've got every episode with the show notes and a place for you to ask questions or provide feedback on what you'd like to hear more of. This show is for you. So if you're stuck on something in your business, let us know and we'll help you dig into it. So head on over to bizofkush.com and please drop us a note. And even if you just want to say hi, we'd love to hear from you, either in a comment or you can leave us a voice message while you're there. And also one last reminder, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter. All of them are at bizofkush. So let's connect. And with that, we're done for this week. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for your questions. And especially thanks for getting this podcast to more people through your reviews and ratings on Apple and Spotify. And look forward to you joining us again next week. We'll see you. You've been listening to The Business of Kush, the podcast for cannabis business owners, investors, and industry insiders. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast. It's easy to do by clicking on that subscribe button or follow button. And you can also follow us on social media at at BizOfKush or visit us on the web at www.thegreenleafcpa.com forward slash listen. We'll catch you in the next episode. And thanks again for listening to The Business of Kush.